Good morning. Welcome to another virtual worship here at the Friendship Baptist Church in downtown Aiken, South Carolina. Thank those of you who are tuning in this morning. Pray that you have your Bible with you, for there is a word from the Lord. This morning, if you will, turn to Deuteronomy chapter number 13. I'm going to read one verse, verse 4, and I'm going to read it from the NIV version of the text. Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 4, and it reads, It is the Lord your God you must follow, and him you must revere. Keep his commands and obey him. Serve him and hold fast to him. This morning, I want to use as a subject of thought, as we're fed through the word of God, five steps to walking with God. Five steps to walking with God. Church, sometimes in uh, this life, not everyone gets a second chance to overcome. Mistakes can sometimes be costly. Failures can sometimes be detrimental. Bad decisions can sometimes be hard to overcome. Living against the will of God is an assured ticket to hell. Oh, yes, I, I think all of us can reflect back over our past life and can pinpoint where we may have messed up, where we have sinned, when we may have messed up, how we may have messed up, with whom we may have messed up. Uh, we, we may have disappointed our God, or we may have failed to abide in his word. It is our God's desire that all would seek him and love him. For those who proclaim to love him, he expects us to be obedient to his will. Not, not your own will, uh, not the will of the world, but of the will of God, of his will. Over in the Gospel of John, chapter number 14, uh, verse 15, it simply reads, If you love me, you will obey what I command. The word of God. And it's in red. Jesus is speaking. If you love me. If, if you love me the way you say that you love me, you will obey what I command. And notice now, notice what Jesus says. It doesn't say you, you will obey it because uh, you like it. You're going to obey it because it's pleasing to you. It says you're going to obey it because you love him. See, we often find ourselves sometimes in trouble. Sometimes we may find ourselves living in sin. Sometimes we may find ourselves struggling to resist the snares of the devil when we fail to abide in God's word. You see, the Apostle Paul reminds us on several occasions in the Holy Word about our stance or position with God. Paul, one of the greatest writers in the gospel, he has written on more than one occasion about our position with God. Right there in Romans 12 and 9, he writes, let your love be sincere. In other words, a real thing. Hate what is evil. 
loathe all ungodliness, turn in horror from wickedness, but hold fast to what is good. He writes over in the letter, 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, for we walk by faith. Uh, we, in other words, we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction or belief respecting man's relationship to God and divine things uh, with trust and holy fervor. Thus, we walk not by sight or appearance. Uh, he writes again over in the book of Colossians chapter 1 and 10 that you may walk. Live and conduct yourselves, in other words, in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him and desiring to please him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work. And notice, and steadily growing and increasing in and by the knowledge of God with fuller, deeper, and clearer insight, acquaintance, and recognition. You see, the new Testament scripture commands us over and over again to walk with God. See, we, we're, we're not to walk after man. Uh, we're not to walk according to the world standards. Uh, we're not to walk with the majority. No, we are called to walk with God. And, and we must remember now that walking with God will not always be pleasant. Walking with God will not always be pleasing to others. Walking with God will not always seem favorable. However, walking with God will never lead to failure. Yeah, we follow the world, we'll follow man, and we find ourselves in failure. But walking with God will never lead to failure. In the sermon background that we want to share this morning, uh, the author is that of Moses. It is commonly accepted and believed that Moses penned uh, these words. Uh, what was the issue? The issue uh, at that time was that the former generation of Israel had died in the wilderness. And now a new generation of Israelites are set to enter into the promised land. Uh, the new generation of Israelites must not be disobedient like their ancestors if they are to live in prosperity in the new land. Uh, we today in the 21st century can learn from the warning that Moses gives them. If we are to live and prosper in a world where God has been banned in the courthouse, uh, been banned in the schoolhouse, banned in public places, put out of houses and homes. Uh, if we're to live in a world uh, where what God made us uh, when he created us is now called a mistake, uh, a man can now volunteer to be a woman, a woman can now volunteer to be a man, a world that has decided that God did not know what he was doing or saying in his word. <coughs> yes, we're living in some terrible times. We must know how to walk with God in order to survive in a world where it seems that any and everything goes. But as believers in Jesus Christ, as believers in the word of God, we must stay steadfast being about what God has called his children to be. We must know how to walk with God. And, and this mean and hateful world, 
And where we are challenged, we're challenged on every leaning side. God's word provides us with instructions on how to walk with God. In the sermon text, Deuteronomy, it reads again, it is the Lord, your God, you must follow and him you must revere. Keep his commands and obey him. Uh, serve him and hold fast to him. Notice, there are five steps found in this one verse that instructs us on how to walk with God. Uh, the first thing we find right there in um, Deut Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 4, uh, the, the first step, it says, him you must revere. In other words, fear him. It's telling us we've got to fear him. We, in other words, we, we have to give reverence to God. We're not afraid of him, but we give reverence. We give honor. We reverence God, not in some things, but we must reverence God in all things. Psalms 64 and 9 says, and all men shall reverently fear and be in awe, and they will declare the work of God, but they will wisely consider and acknowledge that it is his doing. See, this is a, a healthy fear uh, because you would declare God's work in your life. You, know, you will wisely consider and acknowledge that it is his doing for your life that made you unique and different. In, in other words, we, we're going to point to God and what God has done and what God is doing in our life. It would never be about us. The second thing it says right there in that verse, it says keep his commands. We are called to keep his command. That's the second step. We, we, we got to keep what thus says the Lord. Proverbs uh, 19 and 16 says, he who keeps the commandment of the Lord keeps his own life, but he who despises his ways shall die. Right there in Proverbs, it, it lets us know that in order for us to live a life that God has given us to, to, to exercise and take advantage of all the time that God has given us, and none of us don't know how much time God has given any of us, but in order for us to obtain and have all of the time that he has desired for us, right, we, we must keep his commands. Because if we keep his commands, the word is clear, keeps his own life, but he who despises his ways shall die. In other words, if we live willingly outside of God's word, we willingly decide to do it our way and not be obedient to what thus says the Lord, we bring danger on ourselves. We must be careful. So, so not, only, not only that, but the third thing it says in that verse, it says obey him. In other words, obey his voice. We need to hear from God every day, every day uh, through his word. We, we need to read his word. We need to study his word. We need to meditate on his word. Every day, we, we need to hear a word of the Lord. And in this society in which we live in, nobody has an excuse for not being able to hear God's word. One of the things that I shared just today in talking to a minister friend is the fact that this, this pandemic and what it has forced uh, churches to do in getting the message out, more people are hearing the gospel, I believe, right now than before the coronavirus pandemic. 
Because now many folks are putting it out there, whether it's through Facebook, whether it's through websites, whether it's through podcasts, whether it's through phone lines, but the word is going out. And many folks are listening, not, not only in your area, but all over the country, all over the world. We, we, there's no reason for us not to hear the word of God. We can hear it every day. We need to make it a part of our daily lives. Psalms uh, 18 and 44 says, as soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreigners submitted themselves cringingly and yielded feigned obedience to me. Psalms 34 and 2 says, my life uh, makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble and afflicted hear and be glad. Yes, <coughs> we must hear his voice. And we have many opportunities. If we would just learn uh, to hear and listen for that small voice. We can hear his voice early in the morning. We can hear it. At noonday, we can hear it in the midnight hour. You can hear it while riding in your car. You can hear it while sitting out uh, in your yard. We can hear God's voice. Fourth thing it says in the verse, it says, serve him. <clears throat> We're to serve him. Psalms 102 says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Uh, we should not serve God griping and complaining. We should not serve God with long lips. We should not serve God uh, with a contrite spirit. We are to serve God with gladness. Uh, we need to come before him with singing. And if the Lord has ever done anything in your life, and you know that if it had not been for the Lord on your side, you ought to have something to be glad about. Oh, I stop by to tear it as a blessing in serving him. When you acknowledge about what God has done in your life and all that he's done for you, uh, it ought to make you want to serve him. But the fifth thing it says, not only, not only that, but says hold fast to him. In other words, cleave or cling to him. It's the fifth thing. You see, when we hold fast to God, he will fight our battles. Uh, not only that, he will provide us with all that we need. Uh, when we come uh, to him and to his presence uh, at any time and at any place, he'll be right there. Yes, he will give us the victory. We must cling and hold fast to him. Despite what we're going through, despite what we're dealing with, despite all that may be going uh, wrong in our life, we must continue to hold to him. Yes, Deuteronomy 11 22 and 23 says, if you carefully observe all these commands, so I'm giving you to follow, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to hold fast to him. Then the Lord will drive out all these nations before you, and you will dispossess nations larger and stronger than you. Yes, Moses was telling them that they had this great promise, that if they were to walk with God, all that God would do for them. God would do greater things for them than he had ever done for their ancestors because many of them were disobedient and they failed to walk with God. Yes, we must walk with God. Uh, we are called to walk with God. We can do it despite the storms uh, that may arise in our lives. We can do it despite any sickness uh, that we may endure. We can do it despite any troubles that we might encounter. Yes, we must walk with God. 
in the old church, they used to sing a song that says, walk with me, Lord. Walk with me. You walk with my mother. Walk with me. You walk with my father. Walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. Every day ought to be a desire that we want the Lord to walk with us. Yes, it says in, in that verse, in that sermon verse, it is the Lord your God. You must follow. And him you must revere. Keep his commands and obey him. Serve him and hold fast to him. Yes, if we were to do all that's found in that one verse, those five things, to fear him, to keep his commandments, to obey his voice, to serve him, to hold fast to him. Yes, the Lord will make a way out of no way. Despite what we might see, despite what we might go through, despite what we may encounter, we've got to learn how to walk with God, not only in the good times, but we've got to learn how to walk with him in the bad times. Because when we walk with the Lord, he allows us to lean on him. Oh, he is a great leaning post. When we walk with him, he allows us to fall in his arms and he'll carry us. When we walk with him, if we fall, he will reach way down and pick us up. If we just learn how to walk with God. Walk with me, Lord. They say, while I'm on this tedious journey, walk with me. I need the Lord to walk with me. Yes, we've got to learn how to walk with him. With all that's going on in our nation today and all that's going on around us, the hatred, the racism, the bigotry, we must, we must not be sidetracked. We must make sure that we continue to walk with the Lord. We must not allow the devil to get us off of our pace. We must not allow the devil to get us off of our track. Because when we walk with the Lord, he'll lead us through the dangerous valleys. He'll be that shelter in the time of a storm. Yes, if you fail to walk with him, this morning is a great time to start walking. It's a great time to take his hand. It's a great time to confess that I'm a sinner. I've been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ who hung, bled, and died on a hill called Calvary, buried in a borrowed tomb, but got up early one great Sunday morning with all power and entrusted in his hand. You believe that, you can be saved. You can begin this walk. It's a walk that will walk all the way into eternity with you. Mama can't walk with you always. Daddy won't be able to walk always. Brothers and sisters, spouses won't always be able to walk. But there's someone who will walk with us. Not only while we're on this tedious journey of earthly life, but will walk with us even into eternity. Yes, I pray is that if you're not walking with him, that you'll start. You've yet to accept Jesus Christ. We pray that. This morning, you've made that decision to accept him. And if you've accepted him wherever you are, you are saved right now, not tonight, not tomorrow, but you're saved right now. And as a new convert and as a believer in Jesus Christ, pray that you will seek out a congregation that teaches and preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you desire to unite with us here at the Friendship Church, you may call us at 803-648-9290. We will 
get back in contact with you. Yes, walk with him. He's waiting, willing, and wanting to walk with you. May God bless you, and may God keep you. Now, Father God, as we depart from this place, but never ever from your presence, as always, we pray that your Holy Spirit will rest, rule, and abide henceforth with us now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen.